Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Consider CV Geniuses podcast. I'm Finley Dunn. I'm Jack Gatto. I'm Sam Blonde. It was crazy. I mean, going into the tournament, we thought there'd be a ton of upsets. It didn't let us down. Very entertaining first first week. So let's hear some overall thoughts just off the bat before we get into anything from both yeah. of you guys. Um, also, welcome back, Sam. Yeah. Thanks, Good man. to have you on here again. Technical difficulties last time. That's right. We're back. Um, but yeah, we're off the bat. Obviously, FDU competing number one seed Purdue. Yep. Um, FDU was 312 in the Ken Palm. Worst team ever to make the tournament. And obviously, we were all low on Purdue. They were frauds all year. Yeah. And But yeah, it was just crazy to see the 16 seed win. I mean, yeah, that was incredible. Sam? Yeah, I was sitting at home, drinking a beer, watching that game. Nothing better. That's March. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was fantastic. Uh, I was just yeah, – I was smiling the whole time. I even stopped watching the Gonzaga game. I was like, I have to fully focus on this. Uh, yeah, that, that, that brought a big smile to my face. What a, what a game. It was – What I mean, a game plan to beat Purdue, one of the teams I am not a big fan of. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they did exactly kind of what I thought you'd have to do to beat Purdue, but I mean, who would have actually tried it, you know, just sending literally everyone at ED and saying, all right, you guys don't hit anything and we'll win this game. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. That's what I would have done too. seems like some of the other big 10 teams should have been doing that. Like those guys. Well, there's that game. Gillis goes eight for 10. I think yeah, also I right. saw this. I forgot who tweeted. They just said like Purdue looked afraid to lose, and yeah. that's just kind of I, the tournament got to their young players. Yeah, they as, just as, got rattled. Yeah, per, Purdue was five twenty six from three. Yeah. Gillis was one for seven. Braden Smith one for six. Yeah, I think the moment was a little bit too big for him. Too much pressure, you know, with the expectation to smack him as a one seed, and then. You know, you're in this really close game, and you're not good shooters anyways. But, you know, in conference play, they they held up somewhat fine. You know, there's still one conference and then one conference tournament. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they just sold. I mean, I they, think scored, the, they scored 58. I guess yeah. a team that starts dudes are all, like, 5'8", 5'9", 6'4", 6'5". They're the shortest team in the country. Their average height was 6'3". Yeah. It was – I mean, I just thought the game was hilarious to watch. It was such a, like, two just completely different teams. And then they'd give it into, like, the giant ED in the middle, and their entire team would go after <laughs> All five guys, pretty much. And then he'd kick it out, and the Purdue guys, like, wouldn't even want to shoot. But, it, like, sometimes they're so open, they, like, just, like, pulled it, and it was clank. Yeah. Just repeat. I mean, yeah, and Edie still, like, did his thing. He still had 21 points, 15 rebounds, three blocks. Held him to seven makes, though. That's huge. Only seven makes, only 11 shot attempts. They did good. I mean, if you're getting Gillis to shoot 10 times, Smith to shoot 10 times, Lawyer to shoot 10 times, that means you're you're looking good. Yeah, I mean, well done by FDU. Um, And then, you know, they gave FAU a good fight in the next game, too. So, I think... They just didn't have the fire. FAU matches up better against them, 
And really, they were yeah. right there until the end when FAU just got out. I mean, they they destroyed FDU in the fast break. <laughs> like, the small guards would be back on defense, and Martin and Davis would just be doing easy layup lines on them as, as they got the ball down the court quick. Yeah, they figured out. They figured it out. Mm. But, yeah, that was a good game. Um, Furman. Furman. Epic. First game. Was that the Mac. best game the whole tournament? No. West Virginia was. Maryland. Yeah. That was game two. Game two. It's incredible. One of the best games of the whole thing, and it was right at three. Most games. confident upset pick was Furman. Yeah. Very in the end, but it yeah. happened. Hey, yeah, I was I was getting a little worried. Virginia was doing their little boring thing. Then a Kihei. little worried. They should have lost, and then Kihei just threw the ball away. <laughs> They're still okay. They would have missed free throws if not. They had a timeout, too. <laughs> Piggy is just unbelievably clutch. He had missed, like, his last 15 threes before my hit that one, too. Awesome. Yeah. And then the next oh, game, you know, cool. came back down to earth. Had the Gonzaga experience where you went off a game winner, and then the next game you come out, you just get smacked. Yeah. yeah, San Diego State's really good, though. They are. Rather than Virginia. Yeah, let's bring yeah. it back. What, Sam, what did you think about? Oh, Sam was really low on SDSU heading into the tournament. They've had an easy path. Nailed For that easier, one. Charleston, you know, they haven't played a high seed, but I guess those are two really good, you know, mid-majors. Yeah, uh, I expect them to lose to Bama by decent amount, but you never know. I don't know. Their defense could keep really? them in it. I but think SDSU has a chance. I think they got a great chance. I think they have a chance, but I think then they end up losing by, like, 12. So we have three middling opinions. We have Gatto thinks possible upset. I think lose just by a little bit, and then you got lose by double digits. <laughs> Barely double digits, 12. We're covering all bases here. Yep, perfect. Yeah, I don't know. No, I, just I, don't think, I don't think they can score enough San Diego State game on them. And Bama's defense can clamp. Like, they are so big in the middle. And they yeah. just force you to take floaters in these mid-ranges. They just run you off the three-point line into their shot blockers. And if you don't want to hit the shot blockers, well, you got to hit your floaters then. And floaters are, you know, statistically not a good shot. Um, yeah. So I think, and, you know, San Diego State just, I, yeah, just offensively, I don't think they can beat out Alabama. I think if Alabama's going to lose this tournament, it's got to be just, they can't hit a three for their lives. That's like how they've lost every single game besides the Gonzaga game. They've just lost because like their threes weren't going in that day. Yeah. I think Creighton could beat them in the next round. Yeah. I worry about Creighton's depth, um, but they, they have the starting five to, you know, put up a good fight. Yeah. So Um... I'm looking forward to that matchup, but you know, Creighton has to get past Princeton first and, uh, I think, though, now that Creighton has, you know, time to scout them properly because it's not, like, one day and then yeah. you're playing again, I think Creighton will be ready for Princeton, and I think they'll, you know, easily win. Yeah, know. they played phenomenal against Baylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they looked good. I Nemi looked they, awesome. 30. I think they were 5 14. Yeah, they looked good. Um, but, I mean, they've been – They've had some inconsistencies also throughout conference play. Like you'd see them, and sometimes they have a good game, and sometimes their guards would just sell. Um, so hopefully their guards come to play uh, this weekend. There you go. Um, other games that stood out: the Memphis FAU game was really good. 
Memphis got – I mean, Kendrick Davis got hurt, kind of hurt him. He, like, tried to play at the end, but yeah, tough. And then, and then they just gave up an easy bucket on, uh, to win the game at the end. I yeah, I don't know what that Memphis guy was doing. He just jumped out super hard on a corner three-pointer where he didn't need to because he was already kind of yeah. there. And then yeah, just gets blown by – for a good, you know, layup at the rim. It was contested somewhat, but, I mean, it was fairly easy. Um, But, yeah. I mean, Memphis, they were good. I was high on them, actually. And I think, yeah, if Kendrick doesn't get injured, they probably win that game. Um, But, yeah, when he came back, he just made a few bad decisions and, you know, just didn't look the same. And so Memphis went down. But FAU impressed me. And then, you know, they had the Fairleigh Dickinson game. Fairleigh Dickinson game, that's, you know – I don't want to say easy because it wasn't, but you're expected to win that one. They took care of business there, and now they get a Tennessee matchup, which I'm actually really excited for. Weird game. Who would have thought that would be the game? Yeah. FAU-Tennessee. Yeah. And did you see what was it? Uh, who's the Who's the bottom part of that one there? K-State, Michigan State. Yeah, that that's going to be good. Um, I think it will end up being Tennessee-Michigan State. I will not be betting against Izzo. I not think March. He has a great chance to get this team to the Final Four. They looked good yeah. against Marquette. Marquette also looked terrible. Like, I'll put that Marquette, Yeah, not. all Marquette did was hit some threes. They looked bad. Uh, yeah, Kola, probably, worst game I've ever Kola seen Kola. Kola. Yeah, yeah, tough game. Got tough him in early foul trouble and just took him out of his rhythm. Yeah, he had, he had no rhythm. And their bench guys were – they just seemed nervous every time those guys were in. Cam Jones kind of did his thing, but I don't know. Michigan State just played better. Yeah. I mean, Mich- Michigan State's so balanced offensively with, you know, your two-point guards. Tyson Walker can give you a late bucket of shot clock by himself, you know, off coming off a pick. Yeah. And then you got Joey Hauser who can spread the floor. Uh, Hogard gets some buckets. I'm a big fan of Malik Hall. Um, but I really like, I mean, Michigan State. Where, was I not high on them? Did I say I was high on them? Yeah, I think you were, yeah. Ah. Um, but that but... was also, you know, yeah, I don't know. Just Izzo and also, you know, personnel fits March where you got these two good guards and then some bigger men um, that can shoot. But uh, Samadhi Sissoko came up big in that Marquette game also, which was surprising. Yeah, I mean. They're, just... they're going up against Kansas State too, which they're at, they have an all-time high confidence right now. Yeah, that K-State-Kentucky game was awesome. Noel was just playing out of his mind. Diamond hitting deep threes. It was a fun game to watch. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, yeah, but my, my only issue, I mean, Kansas State, is you're relying on two players. The rest of the team is just role players. So, you know, if one player gets in foul trouble or, you know, something happens, then you're just kind of screwed. Um, but – your two players are really good. They're both third-team All-Americans. Um, so that Michigan State-Kansas State, State game is going to be very good. Uh, I, I think, yeah, Michigan State's going to come up with a better plan to defend uh, Noel after this little break. Yeah, that, that whole left side of the bracket, like Alabama, the South region, and the East region is pretty jumbled up, some crazy teams. Then the whole right is, is mostly chalk besides, besides Arkansas. Yeah. Well, just really quick before we move to the right side. I mean, it's lined up so nice for Alabama. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Or Creighton. Like, I don't think Creighton really has enough to beat Alabama. Like, I'd be shocked if Alabama doesn't make 
the championship game, looking at the rest of the bracket. I mean, it just set up so mm-hmm. nicely for them with all these upsets. Um, and they're going to get tested, I'm sure, by, you know, the Akrain, uh, as San Diego State might give them a little bit of a fight, but I think second half they'll pull away. And then, you know, Michigan State or uh, Tennessee in the final four, you know, those are two. I mean, Izzo's great coach, and then Tennessee's just – they've beaten him once already this year, and they're really good defensively, play tough. So they might put up a fight. But I think Alabama, I mean, just it set up very nicely how the bracket worked out. Yeah. Yeah, we also need to talk about Princeton beating Arizona. Cause I was, Huge. I was on a plane, couldn't watch that one. <laughs> that was absurd. That was – I don't know. I don't even know how to describe the game. Arizona played bad. And but they were still winning like the whole game until the end, and Princeton just kind of like slowly crept, kept creeping up and getting stops, and then just hit a couple threes, got some momentum, and then Arizona just folded. Yeah, you're right about the guards as well. Creesa one one of seven from three. Corny Ramey zero of three. Yeah, that three. game made Creesa transfer. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Pella also had two points. Terrible. Yeah, I'm. I was pretty confident their guards would have make them lose a game. Did not expect it to be against Princeton, but yeah. But uh, Princeton balled out, and they did not look like a 15 seed in that game or against Missouri. So slightly underseeded, but still, mm. like I, I mean, I don't know what Arizona's doing. Ballo couldn't run up and down the court. Tubelis was nine for 20. I mean, Henderson did nothing. I I don't know. We'll. I'll be, I'll be interested to see how well Princeton plays against Creighton, because I feel like it might have just—I don't know—it can't be a fluke though. If you smoke, if you beat Arizona and then smoke Missouri, I mean, it wasn't even Missouri didn't even yeah, have a game. The game wasn't even close. You're right. They smacked them. It was not a game I got to watch as much of either, and I also chose not to watch it because it wasn't close. There are other <laughs> games that are better. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Right side. Off the bat, must bus. We should have hopped back on. Just like rolling. I told you. I told yeah. you. Gatto was thinking about it. Kansas, I knew, wouldn't, wouldn't go back. Teams, like, what was the stat I saw? It was, like, the last five years or something. The team that's won it the year before has not made it to even, like, the Sweet 16 or past the Sweet 16 or something. Yeah. The defending yeah, champ. Like that. So it was crazy. I expected Kansas. I don't know. Arkansas has the athleticism. I was, I didn't think they'd put it together well enough to beat Kansas, but. And no Bill Self. Bill Self is on that sideline. They would win. It's literally that. That is that is why. And Dewan Harris wasn't himself second half. But I think the bigger thing is no Bill Self on the sideline. Yeah, it was a factor for sure. I think it's the reason they lost. I don't know about factor. I think it's literally the reason they lost. I mean, it's hard to say that they would have won, but but they probably would have won. I don't know. It's hard to tell. It would have completely changed the game. It would have been a completely different game. Uh-huh. Adjustments. But, I mean, you I'd also, like, it's not like they're just going into that with no help from self. Like, self was sending them everything. You don't know. Or that. Like telling the coaches <laughs> for sure, dude. Are you kidding me? No, he's telling the coaches everything. In the hospital. He was fine. He was released by that point. He was not fine. If he was fine, he would have coached. <laughs> I mean, 
I, I don't know if he had that much of an influence on even prepping for the game or whatever. I mean, he's still in the hospital. Sam, Sam you're crazy if you think he didn't do one thing to prepare. Pre- no, I'm sure he helped him somewhat, but you still don't have him on the sideline calling up plays, making the subs, you know, telling his players, you know, what to do. It's different completely. Changes it's different. It. If Bill Self is on the sideline, they win that game 100%. Well, the bus bus is rolling whether Sam likes it or not on 316. <laughs> they played great. They did. Ricky Council, Devo Davis, what a game out of him. We were, waiting, we were kind of waiting for that. Hell yeah, they played awesome. Um, yeah, no, Don't try to hop on now, Sam. No, they are a good off. team, but Kansas would have won. Uh, they played great. Uh, Arkansas is just, yeah, they're so athletic and I mean, when Ricky Council, you know, is at least hitting a three or a little bit more, you know, he's hitting like – I know he hit two last game, I think. Um, I mean, he was one for six from three, five for 18. Oh, was he one for six? I, one for six I thought he was better than that. I thought he hit two. No. Um, but, yeah, if they can just hit a couple threes, it opens it up, and then they can – you know, they're so athletic going to the rim. Uh, Anthony Black can finish at the rim. Ricky Council is one of the best, like, drivers uh, – in yeah, the game. he's so good at just adjusting to contact or uh, if people are in the paint. So I think Arkansas, UConn. I mean, that's easily the that's game we're looking that's forward to. Matchup. The athleticism in that game is insane on both yeah. sides. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for that game. That might I be so excited. I think, I think that's UConn probably number one. I think UConn wins. UConn's one of the hottest teams right now. They played exceptional in both games. Yeah, have. and also I just think UConn's got more shooting than Arkansas. And yeah. also UConn 100%. can UConn can kind of match Arkansas uh, athletically. You know, Andre Jackson's good. And the biggest thing is they have to stay out of foul trouble because Arkansas's going to come at them in the paint. And UConn has had issues with fouling this year. And they've done really well so far this tournament of not getting in foul trouble, but Arkansas yeah. is going to be a tough matchup for them. So they're going to have to make sure they don't foul, uh, not give them any free points. Um, but offensively, I mean, I like UConn. I mean, Jordan Hawkins, what he did to St. Mary's in the five-minute stretch when he dropped four three-pointers, yeah. it was oh. crazy. And then you have to deal with a seven-foot-two man that is reminiscent of Edie in a sense as a freshman. Um, just that team is monstrous. And Sonogo is playing some of the best basketball he's ever played. Uh, I mean, yeah, UConn is on fire right now. Uh, but, you, you know, they could still lose. I mean, look at Duke. We were like, oh, they're on fire coming in the tournament. They smack Royal Roberts, and the next game they get stalled up by uh, Tennessee. But Tennessee also, they, they didn't have Mark Mitchell. Yeah. Gatto's, you know, Gatto preseason uh, points per game leader for Duke. <laughs> he was uh, for like a couple of games, and then Filipowski turned it on. Tennessee just out tough, Duke. They're just tougher, yeah. way more physical. And I love what Dusty Mays is doing. He said, oh, we'll have to study some rugby film. He's, you know, he's making sure they'll try and call a tighter game. Yeah, it's – yeah, they're – I mean, it's all Tennessee can really do. Like, they're going to have a hard time scoring. But their defense is long, athletic, and huge, especially without Ziegler. I don't know. Uh, UConn, yeah. I don't know. UConn's one of the couple teams that's been shooting – like, most teams have been shooting terrible in this tournament, but UConn's been hot. Hawkins four for five last game. Newton was three for four. What about Car- Joey? Joey California. He was one for four. He shoots too much. One for. He launches but, in transition. Yeah, if they keep if they keep shooting well, I think they're final four, final four bound. Yeah, I think my dream, you know, finals game is UConn versus Alabama. 
That'd be, I good. mean, I think that'd be a good game. A little rematch from earlier in the year. Alabama's developed a lot, their freshmen especially. I think that'd be a good one. I think you're discounting the, the four teams in the top, the other division we haven't talked about, though. Houston, Texas, Xavier, and Miami are all good. We didn't talk about Gonzaga or UCLA yet. I mean, is there Who do you think will win that? Zags or UCLA? I think I, I think Gonzaga can win that. I think Zags win if Bona's not close to 100%. Uh, Bona looks fine, but I think Timmy's just going to, you know, work it. Be like, I'm look, look at my moves. I'm a senior. You're going <laughs> to jump at every single little pump fake I'm going to do, and you're going to get a foul yeah. trouble and foul out with like 10 minutes played total in this game. And then you're not you, – here's the thing, though. You can't put Hawkins as Timmy on Timmy because Timmy forces too many fouls. They won't do that. I don't know. That's what they did against Arizona at times. They put Hawkins on Tubelas. Yeah, but Balo, yeah, he forces more fouls than Tubelas. Tubelas, but I still, Timmy's unique. He forced, he drew eight fouls last game on TCU. Well, yeah, it does. If Timmy scores like that and your other guys are are hitting, they're going to beat UCLA because I don't think UCLA can't score enough to keep up with them. No, I think also, I mean, Anton Watson can slow down Jaime Hawkins a little bit. Anton Watson's such a good defender. Yeah, and he's has size. really well. Yeah, so I think, True. you know, you match up pretty well with UCLA, honestly. Um, Bona's, yeah, Bona had played 20 minutes, six points, one rebound. So hopefully he's, I mean, he's looking better. And Singleton looks good. I saw him walking around in video. He looked good. That's good. Um, but still, even with Singleton, it's not as good a defender as Clark uh, is. And just, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it'll be a good game, but I think Gonzaga will win. And then we'll see a little think... Gonzaga, UConn, or Arkansas yeah. game. But yeah, then we can move into our final bracket. Our Never... It's still hard for me to pick against the Hawkes-Campbell extreme experience duo, though. So much experience. Can't pick against can't pick against that in March. Yeah, except for uh, Gonzaga has beat them the last two times they've played in March versus those two. Well, yeah, they weren't experienced then, though. Or not not both times in March. Second time was uh, well, they beat them last year, beginning of last year, and they beat them in the semi in the final four. I mean, well, I, I think on a half court shot. Yeah, and Zags were a hundred times better that year. Well, yeah. But still, I think I it'll be a, it'll be an interesting game. UCLA will try to slow it down and make it up. I think it's a much more fair matchup this year. Yeah, this is the closest. An even, an even the best game. I agree with that. All right, top right. Um, things that stand out from the beginning: Iowa State was atrocious. Just yeah, ter- terrible teams slash seed. Sweet. Bust with them. Yeah, they go on a run and play really good defense, or they're out first round. I mean, they scored forty points, and Pitt can't defend. So, yeah. I mean, also, one of the most popular upset picks: Kent State over Indiana. They absolutely played so, shot the ball so bad. They played so bad. I, I bet a lot of people were disappointed. I was that. disappointed. They're they're really good when they're playing well, but they played atrocious. Trace Jackson Davis had his way. 24-11-5. What were, what were some of Kent State's shooting stats? Uh, Carey was 5 of 18, 1 of 6 from 3. Jacobs oh, awesome. was 3-11. I will say, in big competitions, like... Sorry, Gatto. Um, no, you're good. Um, 
in big competitions, Gonzaga game, Houston game, this game, Carey has not shown up. I know he was injured this game, apparently bruised his knee in practice or something. Um, But still, in those three games for, you know, elite competition or good competition, he has had, he's faltered compared to what he does in conference play. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, they they were disappointing. Also another game, I'm not, also another game, I'm not going to lie, Auburn gave Houston a good test. I did not think that would happen. But Houston did run away with it, um, and they're still my they're still my pick to win it all. Houston has played well for about ten minutes of their their eighty minutes that they've played so far, <laughs> and it was the la- it was like the last ten minutes of that Auburn game. They're bad the whole game against Northern. They really need people to be healthy. Sasser was out the whole first game. And then I don't know. They just didn't, they don't quite look right. I will but, say it's a very tough match against Miami as well. Yeah, Miami's guards are crazy. They cook Indiana, who's awesome to watch. And then Xavier, Texas, in that region as well. Jeez. I said that at the beginning. When yeah. I said that Bractology. I said I wanted to see that game, even though yeah, I think the Midwest has the, is the best right now. Has the best games. Yeah. I mean. Xavier, Texas, I feel like is kind of a toss-up. Texas is playing really well, but if Xavier's hitting shots... Nah, Texas is going to roll on him. Interesting. I think Texas will roll on him. Texas looks so good. Texas Final Four. Really? I, I, I think Miami beats Miami beat Houston, too. Uh, yeah, like you said, Houston's been struggling. Oh, man. Now I'm about to change my mind. Nope, I'm going it. Miami will beat Houston. Um... Yeah, I just think Miami's got it rolling right now. They're really good against uh, Indiana, and they got some confidence. And those guards, those guards are so clutch. They have carried them throughout this entire year, and they show up when it matters, especially at end of games. They're so good. And and they have Norchad. And Norchad, yeah, yeah, he's playing, Um, getting his boards. Jordan Miller's, like, one of the most slept-on players, I think, this year. He's so good. He is is Um, fantastic. Yeah. The only thing is uh, their lack of size. Houston is pretty pretty physical and, like, elite on the O boards. So I think yeah. – and really the D boards. Not as crazy as they have been in years past, but they're still, like, 16th in total rebounds or something. Yeah. But I think Miami can make up for that with their three-point shooting, though. Yeah. If, like if I mean, if Miami possession. can shoot hot, they can beat them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if Wong's not scoring over twenty, I think Houston will be too physical and tough for him and beat him. Especially if Mark plays like he did that last game. Sasser shed both foul trouble, and then it was just Mark and the other guys. And Mark had a bunch of points in a row. Nobody could stop him. They just went ISO every play. Yeah. Nobody could stop him. Nobody on all. I, yeah, I can't believe Auburn. <laughs> Maybe I mean they were playing the best basketball of the year. Still lost. If only Janai could make a free throw. Bummer. Yeah. That was, that was tough to watch. All right. Um Oh, also one more thing. Yeah. Uh I think it's one of the most interesting interesting things about the uh first round, second round games was in the five twelve and the four thirteen seed games. 
Yeah. Furman was the only upset. Really? Yeah. I saw that's, that's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked about how, like, it was, like, super wide open this year and, like, anything could happen. But to see seven of those eight games go to the higher seed. Yeah. We still have two fours left, two fives. Yeah. And we only got two twos and and two ones. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Alabama, Houston. I mean, yeah, those were the two ones I think would be around if we lost Purdue and Kansas. Marquette lost early. They just peaked in the Big East tournament. Arizona was never good. Three seats, though. Oh, no, Baylor lost. The three seats, though. K-State, Zags, and Xavier. Three seats. Go, Zags. They're all pretty good. Um, How about this? One, each give one team that you think could, that, like, is definitely not favored, but you think can still get to a Final Four. A little bit sneaky. Uh, uh, I'll go. Yeah. FAU. Ooh. Like why that. not? Why not us? Um, I just think, you know, say they beat ten, they're going against uh a Kansas State or Mish State, two, you know, I don't know. Both are good, yeah, but still I think both are also beatable. Yeah. Um and you know, who knows? FAU's really well balanced. Uh I like their guards and Golden's a solid post player that can defend, you know probably any big they're going to have come up against them. So I think, you know, they're in a solid spot um, as long as they can get past Kentucky, which, you know, hopefully the refs call the game a little bit tighter. So that way it'll be a closer game. And then maybe FAU has a chance. And then you're one game away from Final Four. Don't hate it. Gatto? Um, I'm still rolling with Creighton. But I mean, they play. I mean, they play Princeton. So then, I'm just going off the idea that they'll play Alabama in the Elite Eight. Yeah, which is a huge upset. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that would be a huge upset for them. I think Creighton gets to the Final Four. I think they're a championship team. That's crazy. They have like twelve or thirteen losses. Yeah, but you never know. I I don't know. The thing I always worry about with Creighton is their defense. Like I just don't think they defend well enough to to win big-time games. Yeah, yeah, their team definitely does not defend well enough. But they're much games. better. They're much better this year on defense than they have been, I think. Well, yeah. They're I mean, Kalkbrenner. Kalk yeah, you got Kalkbrenner. Alexander's a good defender, too. Yeah. Kluma, okay. Nemi, you know, smaller. He's eh. He's eh. And then ba- Baylor Shireman's eh. But, um, yeah, your two big stall- or defensive guys are Alexander and Kalkbrenner. I mean, Kalkbrenner's final for defensive player of the year, a finalist. Um, yeah. And he doesn't foul, which is huge with the, you know, how much pressure he gets at the rim being him. I mean, what new must six, eight only. So, I mean, he's such a smart defender too. Uh, but I think, yeah, Alabama's just going to overwhelm him in the end. I, I can't really see Crane winning that game. Um, but I'm excited for that. Also, if that matchup comes up, uh, that's really going to be a really fun game to watch. Especially with those two offenses, I really like watching Creighton on offense. Yeah, uh, and then Alabama's just got their spacing and shooting, which is a blast to watch. And Brandon Miller, who's um, a really fun freshman to watch. I think Arkansas can make the Final Four. As I so, as I sit here and look at it more, I'm talked. I'm 
thinking more and more about how they they can beat UConn. I I can't see. I don't know. I think they yeah, can they match. Can be, don't well. you think they, they can, can match their athleticism and take away some yeah. of UConn's fast break points? I yeah, I don't think so. No, I think that's going to be a close game, and I think it's not going to be that high scoring. I think it's going to be lower scoring actually. Huh. Um, and really, I mean, I don't think there's a chance Gonzaga or UCLA makes Final Four. So it really leads it down to who wins UConn, Arkansas, in my opinion. You think UConn, what? Arkansas, are much more athletic than Zags or UCLA? Yes, and so I think you, it's literally whoever wins the UConn, Arkansas game will be Final Four bound. Those, those are my two from that region. Interesting. Yeah, Arkansas, I don't know if Arkansas can shoot the ball a little bit, get to the rim, get some foul trouble maybe. But the problem is, I just don't know if they can stop Sanogo or uh, Klingon when he's in. Mm-hmm. Because they're bigs. They got the Mitchells. Yeah, Arkansas's but... bigs are their weakness. And yeah. Walsh has been playing better. Walsh has been. He had like 10 points last game, I think. Yeah, and he clamped uh, Jalen Wilson. He did a really good job on Jalen Wilson. Yeah, so... Yeah. I wonder if I wonder who they'll put on Hawkins. If they'll do Black, Anthony Black or... No, Devo. I would put Devo. Devo. I'd put Devo. Devo's such a defender. He's definitely their best guard defender. Yeah, yeah I'd put Devo on him and just type these... Stick to him. Because the, the stuff they run for Jordan Hawkins is just like NBA-level stuff where you're just having him fly off of the screen and just catch and go up with it right away. Yeah, I'd probably, so, put, I'd probably yeah. put Council on uh, Jackson, and then Black is on uh, Newton. Yeah. And then you're going Mitchell on uh, Sonogo. And, and then, Walsh on Caravan. Uh, Walsh on Caravan, then. Yeah, it depends if they haven't they been starting Nick Smith. Mm, I don't yeah. know. He was out most of the last game, no. And then they know. finally brought him in once yeah. he out. started and played he 16 started. minutes, yeah. but then Walsh yeah. played 33 off the bench. They also they were better. Playing, they were better without him. They were better Kamani, without him. Yeah, they've been playing Kamani Johnson, super undersized big man, mm-hmm. just kind of defense and just kind of hold things together. So I don't know if they can do that against the no go. But he played like twenty minutes last game too. I think, yeah, I think the biggest thing is UConn guards being aggressive going to the rim. If they can force some fouls and then, you know <laughs> loosen up that Arkansas defense, uh, then they have a good shot to win it. But I think, I think the foul it, game that will be the most exciting game. I think in that game. I will say this: whoever has more fouls will lose that game. Whoever has more, okay. that's a great, but that's a not crazy not take. including the last like two minutes where they're just fouling a ton. So it's like eighteen to seventeen fouls, and Sam's going to be says called it. Yeah, I did <laughs> called it. Yeah, put that in the hot take category. That's not a hot take. That's hot take. The fifty. Take. It's a fifty-fifty. <laughs> I, if anything's a fifty-fifty, I could say, oh, Arkansas is going to win this game. One of the two teams has to win. I don't think that game's fifty-fifty. I think the true uh-huh. fifty. The true 50-50 game is uh, – let me look here. <laughs> I think it's Gonzaga-UCLA or Michigan State-Kansas State. I was going to say Michigan State-Kansas State. I, I'd say it's 50-50. Yeah, I think, I think Zags are more like 60-40 against UCLA. I'm babe. But came, Michigan State came at the Garden as well. Yeah. That's going to be electric. Yeah. Should be electric. What's the other game at the Garden? Is there another one? Is that FAU, FAU Tennessee? Tennessee? Yeah. That'll yeah. that'll be much less. That'll be much less electric. Yeah. All right. Should we move on to the NIT now? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> Got it. We could. I could talk. 
you want to talk about Dane Altman going crazy really fast? Uh, oh, yeah. I, I, I think it's due. I mean, yeah, their attendance is so bad. Yeah, they. I mean, they don't get a whole lot of fans, and they have incredible facilities. The arena is obviously fantastic, and it would probably help them win games, too. I mean, yeah, having a good home atmosphere that very, very few Pac-12 schools have compared to the rest of the country mm-hmm. super impactful on winning. Is it crazy to say next year is, you know, you could see Altman leave after next year? I wouldn't Depending on how things go. I mean, I've been thinking, I mean, you guys keep telling me no way he gets fired or, you know. Oh, he can't get fired. Okay, yeah, he can't get fired, but leaves. I mean, but the last couple of years, he's struggled. He has struggled. And I think as they have, a, they have a really, really good class though coming in. Like they do, they do. But I mean, look at the success. I mean, I guess Alabama, you could kind of say, is a, a, you know, deterrent of the success of recent big freshman classes. Yeah. Uh, Duke goes out second round this year, was a five seed. Um, I mean, Alabama did well, but they're they're a mix of like upperclassmen and then freshmen integrated within. And they also have like a star freshman who's going to be first team All-American. How often does that happen? Yeah, it's different. Um, also, speaking about freshmen, just a quick thing. Amari uh, Bailey has been re- playing, playing really well for UCLA. Good point. Good point. Good point. 17, 17, 6, and 4. Wish you mentioned this when we were talking about Asheville. Yeah, that was... And then he had 14, 6, and 4 on 5 of 7 shooting against Northwestern. Yeah, um, he's is he the X Factor? Sure. Yeah. Sam doesn't even care about his own. Someone, someone has to score for him. I mean, I don't think you can just solely rely. You're not going to solely. I mean, you basically have, but Tiger Campbell and Hawkins can only do so much. Tiger was 0 for 7 last game. Yeah. You need yeah, someone else to step up, and that's got to be Bailey. I can't Tiger. wait for the Julian Strong. Singleton's like, limited in how he scores. He's just kind of the shooter. Yeah. So then it's like, all right, Bailey's your only other guy that can get you, like, a bucket. So. Yeah, going back to the Oregon Dan Alden thing. Um, yeah, it's weird to see Oregon, you know, not making the runs in the tournament the past couple of years. So, yeah, I think it also has to do with the, his re- I th- recruiting. I think he needs to get a little bit more hands on. It feels like these past couple of years, Oregon has just been getting dudes that's like, oh, you're highly re- you're like ranked. Let's just get him in. Like he's he he has done this thing and he's done it well in the past, but where it's like, just go out and get me the best dudes and I'll make it work. Yeah, and then now we've seen like the last you know two three uh, years, it's not really working anymore. And yeah. now then you get stuck with all these guys. You know, Kalel Ware had a um, he had issues with his motor coming in, and then he comes into Oregon. You know, has a few good games in PK eighty five, and then just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. basically yeah. got kicked out the rotation. That's a five star, top like fifteen prospect. All right, Nate Biddle last year did nothing. And then it was inconsistent this year. Would be good sometimes, and then eh, others, and then come back. I think he needs to get a more hands-on approach with his recruiting. Um, and then next year, you're bringing in a ton of good guys, and it's kind of like, all right, we'll see how these fit. I do love Jackson Shellstead. He's going to be a home run, home run of a player in college. Okay. But how does it work? You know, Mookie and Kwame Evans. Kwame Evans, really good player. I would say it's a different situation than Kalel Ware. Um, but he's also had questions about his motor. I, I think he'll do much better than Clover. But, you know, it, we'll see how he puts the team together next year. I uh, think, I don't yeah. know, I think some of the reason they weren't as successful is, is Will Richardson's fault. 
Yes, I agree. I've never been high on him. Did not develop in any way, shape, or form and became more ball dominant and hurt their offense. Yeah. And, it's you know, Harmon, Harmon year after year. Too. Yeah. The year you had Harmon, what was that, uh, two years ago? That was no, last year. Last year, last year, yes. My bad. Harmon last year, I mean, you had two guys that don't pass the ball. Really. You know, it just got stuck on them. Uh, you know, bad team chemistry maybe. I don't know from the Harmon left, though. Um, but I just think, yeah. Even, even I went to the game. I went to Oregon Baylor when Baylor was the number one last year, and the arena was not packed at all. <laughs> it was a week. I was like, this is like the number one team in the nation. Yeah. Like, how do you not want to see this game? You can't bring anybody in like better for the whole rest of the year. Yeah. Like, if you're not showing up to that game, like, what are you showing up to? Yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I don't blame him for being fed up. I think Oregon, I don't, I don't know if he really fits Oregon too. I think Oregon now with NIL, they just kind of need someone, you know, that's very personable and just a great recruiter on, or like someone yeah. that's a yeah, I know really mean. good recruiter. Yeah. Uh, rather than Altman, who's, you know, more reserved. Uh, like, you th- like, you think, you think Altman's a little like outdated a little bit? I think for Oregon, just older. as one of the yeah. leading NIL teams, I don't know if that just fits him. Like, I think he'd be better off going back to the Midwest somewhere yeah. than just, you know, doing his thing again rather than having to be at Oregon where you have the highest NIL and you have to get these insane players. You know, you have to go out and you have the opportunity to get these high guys, but sometimes it doesn't work with them. Like, yeah. I think he'd be better off to going for, like, a, the three, like, the lower guys, you know. Still top 100, but not like inside the top 50 or top 25, say. And instead, he can just go out and get his guys 25 to 100 and then just develop them to have them two, three, two to four years rather than having these one and dones where it's not necessarily given they're going to produce. And then also, I don't know, you're just kind of forced to get them, I feel like, especially at Oregon. Just, yeah, it's weird. They need to bring in, I don't know, I feel like some of their additions have been weird. Like the Bar- Keyshawn Bartholomew, yeah, from Colorado, Kuznard. Like they brought in a lot of like ball guards that are. I don't. I just don't know what their vision was. I feel like they need they need some more shooting. Gary A became like kind of just a shooter. He completely fell off from Syracuse, and Folly Dante was definitely their best player. Mm-hmm. I I thought Kuznard was really good at the end of the year, so him coming back should help them next year too. Yeah. I think they're gonna be much better next year, and they'll do well. But I mean, I said that for last year. Yeah, said that. I had more concerns about them this year because I still didn't trust Will Richardson. I think they'll start Jackson Shelston actually. Really, day one as a freshman. Yep, like Peyton Pritchard did his freshman. I don't think they can start him if they still have Kuznar and Bartholomew. I think that's their backcourt. You think you start both those dudes? I think so. See a super senior and a senior. I don't think I don't think bring one bring off the bench. bench. What if one of the what if one of those guys transfers? I'm not, I, I do, mean, do they go for another transfer guard? I have no idea. They don't need another one, but they also definitely got hit with the injuries this year, pretty bad, which def, which hurt the beginning of their season. I'll give them that. Kuznar, yeah, we're telling you about a while. Yeah, I don't know. That's enough on that's enough on Oregon. They'll figure it out, or they won't. They need to play Gabe Reichel more. Now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. Get creative. Get creative. That's a hard-working player right there. 
just not. Uh, do we want to touch on all the coaching changes here? What are your guys' thoughts on Cooley? Cooley to Georgetown. I don't think he should have left. Barely um, any more money. Like I get, like it's a better job and stuff. Don't get, don't get Goodman started on it being a better job. But uh, I don't know. Like maybe it's cool, but like you've been living in, in coaching at Providence for like 13 years. Like you've gained complete respect there. You've had good teams. Like, yeah. I, could, I see both ways. I, I'm kind of neutral. Both ways as well. I'm yeah. happy Georgetown got him just because Georgetown will be good again. Um, but also, you know, Providence, yeah, your love there, so much job security. But also, I feel like, yeah, what 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 could he expand on there? Like, he was never going to reach an elite eight there. Like, he reached the peak. Of he reached his ceiling in Providence. Yeah, he reached yeah. his ceiling, and then you're just going to keep doing that. As a coach, you want to win. Like it all, yeah. I, and he was never going to be able to win it all at Providence. But I get the idea that also you stay there, you have job security. You're like their coach, like the they have insane fans. Uh, yeah, they all love you. You can stay there forever. You gain good kids. Uh, Does anyone even go to Georgetown games? Maybe they will the next year. Yeah, maybe they will next year. Yeah, uh, but but Georgetown has the more nil ability. Yes. They'll have more, way more NIL ability. Georgetown's brand name, yeah, it's like not the same as it was, but it's still it's big. Yeah. And also, you got Cooley there. I just don't bet against Cooley. I think he's going to get guys there, and then give him three, four years. I think just think he'll be at the same spot with Providence, but then have a higher ceiling. I just think at Providence, he reached the ceiling as a coach. You want to win more. You're like, all right, well, I keep making, you know, say Sweet Sixteen or second round. Yeah, like, good as well. I want change. to change. Yeah, I maybe you just want to change. Like, I want to see if I can do something somewhere else. Like, I've reached my ceiling here. So, I, I think that's kind of it. Um, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him for leaving. I get why Providence fans are mad and all that. But I like the hire for Georgetown. And then I think Providence fumbled their hire. You used to be yeah. a big – what's his name? Kim English? King? Kimmy. Yeah. Okay, he, he's going to recruit. He can recruit well. How do we know that? Young. Can he coach? Yeah, but like – And it's ninth in the – He's lower, but yeah, ninth and you know, he never did anything in the A-10. I guess it's a young guy. You're just hoping it works out because then you look like a genius. But I think there are other options there. I'm not going to say who, um, but I think there are other options there. I would have gone for somebody more uh, established. Same. Um, but, yeah, I think uh, I think Providence had uh, other options they should have gone after. Kim English kind of baffles me. I don't, especially when you're going to try and keep up, you know, I get like he might be able to keep your guys that are there, but trying to keep a, you're getting a guy that hasn't didn't do anything in the attend and you're bringing him over. I mean, look at how I you yeah. don't make any assumptions, but look how it worked out for Villanova bringing over Neptune. Yeah, he didn't have his full team the whole year, but I don't I don't know. We'll see how both of those A ten hires work out where they just got guys that were like middle of the pack in the A ten, yeah. but you know younger. Uh, All big East teams as well. All these teams we're talking about. Yeah, St. John's Patino. That's my favorite hire. Oh, dude, yeah, that's he's awesome. Gonna, he's going to be so good, and it's going to be cool to see. I mean, when was the last time St. John's was good at all? Uh, Shamry Ponds they weren't good. Uh, they what beat back to back number one teams. Yeah, but they still were like seventeen and fifteen. Yeah, they're still on eleven seed the next year, but still, yeah, no, they haven't been good. Uh, I love that, and then he's already got Joel Soriano coming back. Um, 
Posh Alexander has a push at the portal. I think he'll keep him. Uh, you bring along Walter Clayton. Uh, that's a strong three already. I mean, Joel uh, Joel Soriano was a he was a top ten center. He was on the Carl Malone list for top ten. Yeah. And under Patino, are you kidding me? Yeah, Soriano's <laughs> good. Dude, I mean, should, yeah, people leaving. He'll be a top five center in college basketball maybe next year. Maybe, when, maybe. When we had B Rec on, he was really high on Joel Soriano. <laughs> that's B Rex guy. B Rex guy. Rec watching. <laughs> What do you mean? Um, he probably just watched St. John's on TV. Uh, okay, I thought you meant like they played Michigan State or something. He saw. No, I, I, yeah. he was just huge on Soriano. I don't know. I've seen a ton of comments from Patino, and it's like a lot of these guys don't really aren't really my guys. Don't really fit my system. And, yeah, great. And it's like Soriano's like Soriano, and I forget who the other guy was. There's only like two guys that people were talking about him like really wanting to keep and everybody I think I think Curbelo gone, Posh gone. You think Posh is gone? I mean, based on what I've been seeing. Was it AJ Store that he's gonna keep? Uh the freshman did from this year. That was or not I do not think that was the name I saw, but I would I would I would guess he well, keeps we, store. We anticipate him getting his Iona guys, right? Right. I don't think he'll get Nelly Junior Joseph now, but I think he'll bring in Walter Clark. Why would Joseph come, though? Because you have Soriano. And it's not like Joseph can play the four. So I think Joseph will end up somewhere else. But Walter Clayton's for sure going to follow. I'd be shocked if he didn't. I mean, the guy clearly has power five game. Yeah. He was good versus UConn. Um, you can tell he's clearly talented. He's only a sophomore, too. Um, so, yeah, Walter Clayton, whoever whoever they get. But right now, even if you just take bare bones, just Walter Clayton, Joel Soriano. It's a good start. Good start and uh, transfer portal. And he's also- going to get a couple big name transfers before this in the next month, I guess. Yeah, he's big name transfers, but also next year, I think he's going to destroy everything. I think Ian Jackson. You can. I think there's a possibility you'll see him back out as UNC commitment, and then he's also going to get Boogie Fland, who's a New York point guard, who's top fifteen. I think. Yeah, he's going to have a huge advantage of all the kids in New York. Yeah, he's just going to turn it around right away. And I think St. John's will make the tournament next year. And the next year after that, they will be a top 15 team in the nation. That'll be cool. It's my prediction. Playing other games in the Madison Square Garden. It'll be cool. Yep. Excited for it. That's a hire I'm really excited about. Also, Uh, how about Shrewsbury getting the bag at Notre Dame? For real. Came out an hour before we started doing this podcast. Um, Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Penn State doesn't have any. You know, basketball like they're not a basketball school. They're not a basketball yeah. school. Yeah, there's no you know history there. Notre Dame has some history. You know, Bray. Yeah. Um, but also, I mean, Penn State, the cupboard is just gone there. No one was going to come back from that team that did anything. He was going to have to completely you know work the portal to try and figure out a team um, at a school where yeah, like Penn State said they're going to commit more resources to him, everything. But I would. Um. You got seven year deal, four mil each year. Oh yeah. Go Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the next Notre Dame's happening also. Like Notre Dame still like they don't have much for next year, but you might as well take Notre Dame in the money. Yeah, I think maybe he's thinking like this could be my one this could be like one of my only chances to go move up. Like Yeah. Could be in trouble next year. Yep. It's hard to turn it around at a school like Penn State where you're just used to being at the bottom of the Big Ten. Yep. 
I think I think he just jumped on the opportunity. I think it's cool. I think he's a good coach for really good coach for sure. And I I want Notre Dame and the ACC as a whole to get to get better. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with that completely. I think he saw this as his only chance. Like what next year? I think he would have dropped to an oblivion again. Just they would have been terrible, and his name would be out of every single you know AD's mouth. Like no would consider him. So like yeah. the time you just got to capitalize on it. That's kind of March though. Um, mm-hmm. You have one good run or something. It's like all right, I got to move it up. Pays now. off. Yeah. Tobin Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, but him. Anderson is a yeah. I mean, obviously, without this run, he wouldn't have gotten you know whatever job or whatever. Iona. Yeah. Iona. Apparently, he was considered alongside Patino, and then Patino came in and was like, they're just like, all right, we have to get Patino. Yeah. Um, I the, clearly Tobin can coach, and also not only that, it seems like he's just his guys love playing for him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I have no doubt that he's a good coach. And then they came out today. I mean, he's already said in the path for next people. What was it? Uh, the Northwest Missouri State coach, who's insanely good. Like, just they dominated D two for the last like, yeah, six seven years. Um, he just took a visit. Where was it? I sent it. Um, Buffalo. Mm. So now Buffalo is looking at uh, one of the best D two coaches to move up. Also, I love that. Um, because Buffalo struggled since NATO has left. Yeah. So I love that hiring. He set a path for him. It's awesome. Love to see it. So that's if Buffalo hires him, I love that. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Buffalo you know, back up in the fight with the top of the MAC, which is pretty competitive now. Very, man. Yeah, the MAC was really good this year. Yeah. And then uh, the last or one of the other big hires we saw was a uh, North Texas coach will go on to Texas Tech. Not official. Whoa, that's not confirmed, man. Not officially confirmed, confirmed, but it they're still playing. Sounds like that's what's got an NIT to win, man. Just yeah, you're playing, right, man. So, no, but I I like that hire. Um, keeps the defensive, you know, mind. Yeah, it kind of fits. And Texas Tech, uh, he used to be an assistant at Baylor, so he knows the Big Twelve a little bit too. I get Texas Tech, you know, was going for more of a splashy hire, but like, kind of, who was there? Who else? Like, could you have gone? Yeah. yeah. So maybe Texas. like. Chris Mack or something, but I think that's a good hire. He's a great coach. Has done always well at North Texas, even though like some of their best players leave. He just finds new guys in JUCO. So imagine what he can do with the NIL Texas has or Texas Tech has. Mm-hmm. Um, get some guys. I think they'll be good. Um, he can turn around, and make them competitive again. I don't think they'll ever reach the heights of Chris Beard again. Um, but he can make them like a you know six or seven seed. You know, make them solid. It's yeah, interesting to see uh, Coach Terry not get the interim. Yeah. Him in not Texas there. yet? No, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 almost like too late to go try to find a new guy. Yeah, who who you? Well, Texas has the money to poach someone though. Yeah, but like, if they win another game, I think the, I think you have to bring them back. Yeah, I agree. I think if you go Elite Eight, you have to bring them back. Um, but it, I I get where the. The AD's in such a tough position. Like, he did nothing at his last job. He was not a good coach. Yeah. At Utah. And he had talent. He literally had Bryson Williams, who was second team Big 12 last year, right? right? First. First. He, he was first or second. Yeah, and then you get Sully, you had Sully Boom on that team also, who was first team Big East this year. Yeah. Tell me, with those two guys, you couldn't get even in, like, the top half of the C- uh, CUSA? Like, good point. so... You're you're in a tough position because you're like, well, this guy like no one would have touched him, 
if it was like a year ago. And now he's inherited this good team, you know, structure, Chris Beard, guys are in the system two years already. Or like, you know, Carr was there last year. Yeah. Their yeah. last year, Allen, Disu. You had a lot of continuity. Um, so it's like, all right, well, can he coach this by himself? I think the other thing that helps in, you know, why you should also return him, not only if he makes Elite Eight, but also because the recruits you have, Ron Holland and A.J. Johnson, both said if they get Terry, they're staying committed, which is huge. A- Ron Holland's going to be one of the best, uh, one of the best freshmen. So I think I think they should go Rodney Terry. Um, I don't know how heavy they should uh, invest in him though. Maybe like a three year thing or like something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we got what seven year. Yeah. That's a long deal. All right. Um, hit that. Uh, anything else you guys want to add before we before we're wrapping this up? Portal madness has started. Okay, we're not talking about that. Gatto, no, we don't. I can talk about. It. I'm just saying it started. Yeah, it started. Yeah, it started. Portal madness has happened. That rule has but to change. It, by the it way, it's not it, the complete off season yet, so we'll save that for another time. That does have to change. It's stupid. <laughs> Should not be open yet. Should open last. like the first of April, and then you do it, whatever, like sixty days, like they do now, or just the Tuesday after the Monday championship game. Or that, yeah. Is that not after, or when would that be? When is that? I mean, I mean, this year it's like March or April fourth. April third but... is the championship. Okay. Yeah, plenty of time. All right. Uh, once again, thanks for listening to the Conservative Geniuses podcast. I'm Finley Dunn. I'm Jack Addo. I'm Sam Blonde. Thank you.